Ladies and gentlemen, we are live for MMA Sucker Radio. This is MMA Fight Music Producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. I can't believe this. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com as well as LastWordOnSports.com. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy Brand, and I have a fantastic show for your listening pleasure. Do I ever not say that? This one is good. I feature an interview with Justin, the American kid, Lawrence. This guy's taking on Emmanuel Sanchez at Bellator 145 next Friday. November 6th, uh, main card. You can catch that live on Spike TV. It's going to be a doozy. Uh, you probably know the name Justin Lawrence if you're a longtime mixed martial arts fan. He's fought for every friggin' promotion out there, including the UFC, but now he's with Bellator. So check it out Spike TV, November 6th, Justin Lawrence versus Emmanuel Sanchez. I'll be chatting with Lawrence in just a bit. But did you know we broke some news? couple nights back yep that's right joanne calderwood pulled from her fight due to injury rose namayuna steps in to take on Paige van zandt this is quite the fight per- for pvz oh my goodness she's in for a tough test calderwood was tough namayunas is just as tough this is a doozy we got the news from stud show radio um the tam boys oh, the alpha male guys uh broke the news our good boy, Nick Baldwin, uh, picked it up for MMA Sucker, and wow, did it do well on the website. Everyone and their mothers picked it up for their websites. So thanks, Nick. Good job, and I can't wait for that fight. It is not fight week this week. There's no UFC. There's no Bellator, but next week there is. Uh, so Bellator, as I said, on Friday, UFC on Saturday. I'm not going to talk about it much. I'm not going to talk about much news either, so with that, I'm going to get right into my interview with Justin, the American Kid, Lawrence. Joining me now is a man who will make his second appearance under the Bellator banner at Bellator 145 Vengeance against Emmanuel Sanchez. Please welcome Justin Lawrence to Sucker Radio. Justin, thanks for joining me today, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Now, let's go back. You've been in the sport professionally since 2010. Take me back a step. Uh, You started out your career under the Strikeforce banner, which, uh, oddly enough, is is now defunct, obviously. But you you had a big start for your professional career with a fairly big promotion. You went on to win um, three in a row before going to the Ultimate Fighter. How did you get into this sport of mixed martial arts? And how did you get to start with a promotion like Strikeforce? Uh, you know, I, I, my dad owns a gym. Uh, he's, uh, he, he's owned the gym since I can remember. Uh, I started martial arts when I was six, uh, and I was just kind of a gym rat, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really know where I was going to go with it. And, uh, next thing you know, you know, MMA kind of exploded and my uncle fought in UFC 10. Uh, so I always knew about the UFC and mixed martial arts and all that great stuff. And uh, uh, so, you know, I always wanted to take a crack at it. And, uh, uh, you know, like I said, uh, MMA started exploding in like 2004, 2005. And, uh, you know, I was 14, 15 years old and I was a fairly good wrestler at the time. So I, it was an easy transition 
for me over to MMA. I was just a great, I was a good kickboxer and a good boxer at the time. I didn't know really where I was going to go. Uh, but like I said, it exploded and, uh, it was a great, great transition. And, uh, uh, yeah, I got brought in for strike force, uh, when I was more 20 years old and, uh, uh, it was the rest of history, you know, and it was a great experience. And, uh, uh, I've done a lot. I've done a lot in, in, in my, you know, 10 to 10 fights. Well, fights, you know, I've been, I've been everywhere. I feel like, yeah, you have a, a lot of big name promotions. Some of the, all the big name promotions, basically, you've you've been a part of. And with a three and zero record, you were a part of the Ultimate Fighter Live. Are are you surprised? Because not a lot of guys get to come onto the show with um, such. I hate to say it, but such a small record. I mean, three and zero is nothing in MMA these days. Anyone can go out there and get three fights, um, three wins on the regional scene. Great. But you, you got a chance to go on The Ultimate Fighter, and you were actually, after the the beginning of the show and, and getting the two victories that you were you did, you were a favorite in this one. Yeah. You know, I, did, I was super young at the time. I was 21. I had a lot to learn, of, not only about myself as a fighter, but myself as a person. And uh, I got super, I, got, I feel like I got super far solely on my skill set. And solely on my training and all, all all my hard work that I put in since I was a kid, but since then I, I've grown so much, man. I, I from the weight cut to um, eating right to training with the top team to uh, you know just uh, uh, embracing embracing all the pressure to all the feelings to all the nerves. You know, I it was it was a crazy it, crazy experience, and you know I wouldn't change any of it because uh, it has made me who the man I am today, and I've learned from everything that I've been through, and uh, uh, it's been a lot. And uh, I'm kind of a journeyman, if you were to say, kind of uh, in the sport because uh, I have been there at the highest level to um, the Ultimate Fighter to uh, pay per view, first fight on pay per view, UFC 150 to fighting in Bellator uh, in my hometown, you know, it's, uh, it's been great. And, uh, like I said, I don't change any of it because, uh, it has showed me a lot and I've learned from a lot of it. So you said you bringing it back, you said you, you've grown as a person, um, you, you felt very young coming into the Ultimate Fighter house. Um, you've grown as a person since the Ultimate Fighter and, and since your UFC uh, appearances. Just how did that all come about? How, how did you grow as a person? What, what in your life changed to make you who you are now? You know, uh, at the time I was training, I was training at home. I had a lot of distractions. You know, I was pretty much fresh out of high school, you know, two years, three years out of high school. All my buddies were in the party stage, wanting to go out, you know, just too many distractions, you know, and when you, you know, you kind of make some noise on the ultimate fire, then you fight her, then you go back home, you know, everyone's your friend and everyone wants to hang out and you're the coolest kid around and just too many distractions, you know, and uh, I had to see that for myself, learn the hard way. Uh, by taking a loss and uh, cutting off those distractions, you know, because at the end of the day, this means more than a night out on the town, you know. 
Yeah, it seems that way. You, you Since that Ultimate Fighter loss uh, back in 2013 to Daniel Pineda, you went on to win four in a row, um, three of which under the RFA banner, then your Bellator debut, and then you were lined up against Pat Curran at this uh, Bellator 145 event. That fight didn't take place as, as it was canceled. Curran pulled out due to a knee injury. They then put in Emmanuel Sanchez. They aren't giving you a break here, man. No, man. And uh, you know, I don't really expect them to because I, I want to be at the I want to be at the top. You know, I, it doesn't matter who they put in front of me. I got to take them one down one by one. And uh, you know, I, and uh, none of my fights have been easy. None of my fights. Have, I've always been uh, under big pressure in big fights, and I kind of relish it. And I love it. I, I love competing uh, at the highest level against top competition because I just feel like I deserve that. You know, I can. I could easily go find uh, a Joe Blow somewhere and go beat him up, but at the end of the day, I'm not. I won't, you know, put my head on that pillow very easy at night, knowing that uh, I got, a, you know, I kind of got an easy fight there. But these guys, these guys are throwing at me are definitely, you know, uh, they're nails and they're going to be tough fights, and uh, that's what I expect. You know, I want, I want to be uh, fighting against the best. Emmanuel Sanchez, uh, two blemishes on his record, quite like you. A couple more victories with 11. You yourself have eight. What do you see in this guy, and what do you think he brings to the table that might be a little different from your past opponents? Um, I feel like he's going to be there every every round. You know, he's going to be hard to put away. He's definitely going to be tough. He's going to keep coming. Uh, so I just got to, you know, I got to stay unraveled, and I got to... Um, I gotta stay composed and uh, just keep landing my shots and keep uh, uh, imposing my will and uh, dictating the pace. You know, uh, controlling the center of the cage. Um, I feel like his striking's good. I feel like his wrestling's there, and you know, you gotta watch out for his submissions because a lot of his wins are from submission. Uh, but you know, in order to get me, you gotta put me in a bad position uh, to get a submission on me. So uh, I don't really feel like uh, he's gonna put me in a terrible position. Uh, and if he does. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll find, I'll find, I'll figure something out to get out. You know, uh, he's not a Michael Chandler on top of you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I can tell you that much. You know, uh, he's not a Miles Jury that's punching you in the face. You know, uh, he's not a Johnny Johnny Case that's you know you're sparring with every day. You know, these guys are nails. These guys are good, uh, and they're at the very top of the uh, of their of their peak in their prime uh, in the UFC, and, and, and you know. And uh, I just feel like uh, I've trained some, with some of the best fighters in the world. And uh, when you're seeing those kinds of fights every day, uh, the fight, actual fight should be easy, you know. Uh, and that's why I surround myself by those kinds of people, because your training should always be harder than the fight. You speak about those, those training partners. Where are you training at these days? Uh, I'm training at Tower MMA in Arizona. We just, uh, we, we left from uh, Alliance, and then uh, we went to Power. Um, I, I, I did it. I wanted to follow Chandler because, uh, we're from the same town and, uh, you know, Chandler, um, Chandler's style, it really kind of, um, uh, it, it's one that I worry about a lot. You know, a guy that puts out a, a high pace and a guy that's able to hold you down, you know, and uh, wrestle you. And, uh, if Michael Chandler can't hold you down, nobody in the 145 pound division is going to be able to hold me down. So, um, you know, so I wanted to, and we're, you know, we're both in Bellator. We're going to be fighting a lot uh, in St. Louis, in our hometown. So I just want to be able to put a good camp in with a guy like that that's been there at the highest level, fought five rounds against the toughest. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a good good guy to have 
not only as a training partner, but as a role model. No kidding. So your affiliation is no longer Black House? Uh, no, I was, I managed by Black House, but I trained in an alliance in San Diego with okay. Tommy Cruz. Okay. For a long time. And then, yeah, yeah, I was there for, I was in alliance for three years. And then I just moved from alliance and went to, uh, uh, power. Nice. No. Galloway and, uh, and Bader, Ryan Bader. Yeah. Yeah. And Aaron Simpson as the, the head man there. Sweet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's quite the camp now, then. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely tough. <laughs> I bet. Now, has Bellator or uh, Scott Coker or anyone told you that with a victory here over Sanchez, you will be next in line for that strap? Uh, not yet. You know, I was really hoping that Pat Curran uh, fight would have been that fight. Uh, but, I, I, you know, with a dominant performance over Emmanuel Sanchez, I can't be ignored. You know, so uh, that's why I, that's why I've trained so hard for this fight because I know I go out there and handle my business uh, in this spectacular fashion that I can't be ignored, and uh, I'm definitely going to be knocking on that door. You know, um, I'm not trying to look past uh, Emmanuel Sanchez, but I would love that fight with Paxer and to really solidify myself in the division and show people that uh, uh, I'm not here to play and make friends. You know, um, I just uh, you know I want to be cracking at that title at the beginning of next year or middle of next year. First, yeah, does it worry you at all that, that if you do get a victory here that you will have to fight Pat Curran to get that shot at the title, or, or does that matter at all? Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, I, I'm going to have to knock these, guys, these dudes down one by, one by one, you know, so uh, line them up. I'm here. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you, 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 as we said, you fought for every major organization out there. Now, guys coming up through the ranks in this day and age, you know, they all want to fight for the UFC. You've already done that. You've been there. You've done that. Um, is the ultimate goal still to get back there or because you've fought for them and you know what things are going like with the UFC, with the whole Reebok deal and sponsorship and all that, are you content with where you're at? I mean, Bellator is doing such great things these days. What's really the point in going back to the UFC? No, I agree. You know, uh, Bellator is doing amazing things, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I, they, 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 they shopped me out right after I want to defend my RFA title. They, they were hitting me up uh, that, that Monday, uh, wanting me to, to sign with them. And, uh, you know, and, uh, I still waited. I was like, Hey, you know, I still want to hear from UFC what they have to say. And, uh, they, you know, Bellator just came through with a way better contract and, uh, they paid me twice as much. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I always, I always told myself, you know, if you start, if you're fighting for, if you're fighting for money, you're fighting for all the wrong reasons. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I need to make a living for myself. You know, I mean, uh, I can't be stressing about, about rent. Uh, I gotta win this fight to make rent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because I mean, that's added stress that I don't need, and that's negative thoughts that I shouldn't even be thinking about. I should be really focusing towards my fighting and who I'm fighting. You know, so uh, Bellator has really changed uh, changed me, changed my life a lot, and uh, they've done a great job. And uh, I get to keep my sponsors. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's kind of that's huge. You know, I, I'm making clearly over twenty five hundred dollars, which I would be making uh, in in for the Reebok deal, and uh, I would still be making that for like two or three more fights. Uh, and that's and I feel like that's still just just crazy to me. Well, it is huge. Uh, and, um, yeah, it, it it is huge right. because because you're saying they offered you twice as much just to fight for them, with the sponsorship yeah. on top of that. You're you're I mean it's a no brainer. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, they one hundred percent, man, and uh, that's that's why I signed with them. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm sorry. I, you know, I wanted I wanted to fight for the UFC, and but I, I just at the end of the day, I'm very happy with Bellator, and I cannot be, I couldn't be, I couldn't be even more happy than I am right now. They they've done a great job, and they've really taken care of me. With that said, do you have obviously the goal for the next little bit is uh, the Bellator featherweight championship? Do you have any long term goals? Yeah, hold that. I'm gonna hold that thing. I'm gonna hold it for as long as I can, you know. And uh, you know, I want to do that. But like, I mean, after fighting, you know, my dad owns a gym. I wouldn't mind taking that over. Uh, you know, I've met, uh, I met a lot of great friends, uh, uh, a lot of great friendships uh, through my career, uh, and uh, you know, maybe promoting some fights and living, you know, living through other fighters, kind of in a way. You know, it's kind of what I'll do. And uh, but when it's all said and done, you know, and I put the gloves down, they're gonna be put down for good. You know, I, I can't be retired for three years and kind of get the bug uh, and then kind of come out of retirement and try to get a fight and then someone else try to make a name off me. You know, it's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, that's kind of like the outlook that I have is just, uh, you know, I've been born and raised in a gym and uh, I don't see myself uh, getting too far outside the gym, to be honest. No kidding. Now, you sound like a guy, as you said, you, you were immersed in mixed or in martial arts from a very young age, six years old, I believe you said, and, and you grew up with mixed martial arts, uh, being in your later teens and, and 20, you had your, your first fight with Strike Force. Um, were you always that calm, cool, collected kid, or, or were street fights things that, that came up? No, man. I, see, my dad, uh, my dad owned, owned, owned a gym in a small town, um, you know, so what I did reflected on him. You know, I, ne- I didn't really know this then, you know, as I grow older and I'm more mature, I, I look back on it and I see what, you know, why he was like, don't ever fight, you know, you fight, you don't fight, don't, you know, because, I mean, you know, I had, you know, 30 kickboxing fights in high school, you know, there, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a, there wasn't a, there wasn't a teacher in high school that could have pulled me off, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> honestly, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, so I was always a cool, calm, collected guy because I always knew that I was kind of, you know, uh, you know, representing my dad in a way, you know, so if I was kind of that bully going around and beating up people, uh, you know, I just, you know, brought bad business towards him, you know, and, uh, you know, without that man, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So I respect him uh, a ton and, uh, do whatever he says. So, uh, you know, I was, I never been in the street fight to be honest with you. Uh, and, uh, I always try to talk my way out of it, you know, cause at the end of the day, I don't need to prove how tough I am. I go do that every day in the gym. Uh, and if you think you're tough, come on down to the gym. We'll see how tough you are. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I wanted to ask you, being that you have been with all these promotions, UFC, Strike Force, RFA, now Bellator, what have you learned from being within these organizations that you carry over to the next one? You know, just the pressure, you know. You know, it's 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 just a crazy feeling. Uh, just being in the locker room, pacing back and forth to, you know, like there's so many other ways that I could be making money. You know, like, you know, I could have done this. I could have done that. I'm about to get locked in a cage with another human. It's just crazy, you know. Uh, just relish it, you know. Just really under, just embrace it. Embrace all those feelings. Uh, live it, you know. I mean, because there's going to be one day that you're not going to be there and you wish you would have embraced it more and you would have really understood and, and you would have took it all in. You know, so uh, that's what I that's what I learned from being in the UFC and the Ultimate Fighter and all that, and and the RSA coming hitting rock bottom, getting cut, to you know completely going uh, to the RSA, being hungry again, struggling a little bit, 
to bring that fighter out of India, to winning that title, to uh, getting a good contract with the Bellator organization. You know, those are all up, ups and downs that have made me who I am. And uh, I, I feel like every fighter has to go through that, has to go through struggles, has to go fighting for change to, to really appreciate what you have and appreciate the opportunities that you get. Because once you get an opportunity, you know, let, the, let this slide through your fingers, you don't know if you'll ever get an opportunity like that again. Yeah, it sounds like you're very appreciative for where you're at today. And, you know, I mean, thanking your father and all that stuff and, and Bellator for what they've done for you. That's awesome. Now, finally, before I let you go here, I wanted to ask you, in your spare time, when you're not in the gym, when you're not in the cage, when you're not preparing for fights, are you a movie guy? Are you a video game guy? What do you like to do in your spare time? Yeah, I, I play a lot of... I, I'm a video game chunky. I play a lot of Call of Duty. Uh, so I play a lot of that. A lot of zombies. I love the zombies. I, I do. I got, I got a good buddy back home that I always connect up with back in Missouri, uh, and, he, and we always play... Uh, movies, yeah. Even when I'm in camp, we always we always have a movie night. You know, I, I'm kind of a homebody. To be honest with you, I don't really go out. I try to save my money. Uh, when I go out, I'll, again, distractions and uh, you know a lot of a lot of bad things end up happening. I, I, I after ten o'clock, I got told that <laughs> when I was real young, and I had I had I had a uh, a mentor, and uh, he's like, "What time do you go to bed at night?" And I said, "I go go to bed at about twelve or one." He's like, "What?" He's like, I'm 28 years old, and he's, this is a guy, self-made millionaire. He's like, I'm 28 years old, and I go to bed at 8 o'clock every night. Wow. And he says, nothing, nothing positive happens after 10 o'clock. I'm like, dude, that's so true. You know, so now here I am, 24, with my girl at 22. She, you know, she, you know, she, she we're passing out by 9 o'clock on a Saturday night. She looks <laughs> over me like, we're still late. Yeah, but I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> no kidding. I see a lot of guys on Fight Week nowadays, uh, like Demetrius Johnson, Joe Lozon. These guys are bringing their Xboxes and PS4s and whatnot with them into Fight Camp, like Fight Week. They bring it to their hotels. Is that something that you do? Yeah, definitely. Keeps the mind. It keeps the mind off of the weight cut. Keeps the mind off of uh, how bad you're suffering, feeling sorry for yourself. You know, uh, makes the time uh, pass by much faster. No kidding. Justin, man, it's been a pleasure. Good luck. Uh, Bellator 145 against Emmanuel Sanchez uh, next Friday night. Going to be an awesome fight. Can't wait to watch it. Just let people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe. Any sponsors you want to give shout-outs to? The floor is yours, man. Yeah, uh, the, uh, American Kid MMA. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and IG, um, Instagram. Uh, and uh, I want to thank Hayabusa and Crossbreed for really stepping up to the plate for this fight uh, and really backing me and uh, showing me how uh, how awesome you guys are. Uh, and, uh, you know, I want to thank Power MMA and uh, 21st Century American Martial Arts. Uh, love you guys, and uh, be ready for November 6th. It's going to be fireworks. Justin, man, thanks a lot, and good luck. Thanks, brother. He is Justin Lawrence. He takes on Emmanuel Sanchez at Bellator 145 Vengeance. Now, I would have liked to see him take on Pat Curran. That would have been an awesome fight and a true number one contender fight, as uh, as as they said. Uh, that's the fight that I would have loved to see. But Emmanuel Sanchez, this guy brings a lot to the table as well. So I wouldn't be surprised that if Justin gets past him, 
that he is not next in line for Pitbull um, and that 145-pound title. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, I could see him getting back in there with Curran, but who knows about this knee injury? Who knows what's going on there? Uh, but all the best to Justin Lawrence in this upcoming fight on uh, November 6th. Thank you to you guys for listening. That does it for this episode of MMA Sucker Radio. Sucker Radio, geez, man, I got caught in the past. I got brought back in time or something like that. Thank you to you guys for listening to Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com as well as LastWordOnSports.com. Maybe you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher. Who knows? But thank you to you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at MMASucker. Follow myself on Twitter at JeremyBrand604. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash MMASucker. Make sure you check out our sponsors, ProAmBelts.com. These guys have everything you need for your championship belt needs, whether you are a video game guy. Like Justin Lawrence talked about, he, he said he loves to play video games. Maybe you want to have a video game championship with your friends and you want to buy that belt that the winner gets. Well, you can get it at ProAmBelts.com. Check them out or head on over to their Facebook page, ProAmBelts. Very simple. They can do everything you need for a championship belt. Check out floathouse.ca for all your sensory deprivation tank needs. These guys have locations in British Columbia all over the place. And if you want to check out what sensory deprivation tanks are, I'm sure you've heard it on Joe Rogan because everyone who listens to this, I'm sure, listens to Joe Rogan podcast. Um, Well, you've heard about sensory deprivation tanks. These guys are the shit. They are the best out there in British Columbia. Check them out, floathouse.ca. And a new sponsor, um, I am going to say Unique Kennels. These guys have it, man. These guys are breeding the best puppies around, the best bulldogs in the city. You can check them out on Twitter. They are under Unique Kennels 71. At Unique Kennel 71. Check them out. They are awesome. Um, they don't have a, 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 a website that you can check out. But as I said, follow at Unique Kennel 71 on Twitter. Check them out on Facebook, Unique Kennels. And these guys have been breeding healthy, affordable bulldogs for 30 years. Check them out. That's about it. That does it for me this week over here on Sucker Radio. Make sure you catch me on the flip side next week. With that, I'm out. Sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio. It's the, it's the radio. Sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen. It's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. It's the radio. It's the, it's the radio. Sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio. It's the, it's the radio. Sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out.